Back in Melbourne, never felt so fine. Ooh, baby, touch your dick to mine. Ooh, baby, touch your dick to mine. <laughs> Look, I thought of that earlier today, and I was like, I wonder if I say it on the podcast, I'll make myself laugh. And the answer is a resounding no. That was a fake laugh, wasn't it? But I think it's still funny to change the words to songs and make them about having sex with people. Huh? Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree, Tuesday the 11th of uh, February, 2020. Um, I feel like that's the first time that I've said 2020 rather than 2020. I think I'm getting used to it. From now on, that's it. There's no 2000 and. It's all 2020, 2021. I heard that, um, that Mr. Kubrick, what was his name? Stanley Kubrick. Part of the thing that when he released that movie, 2001 A Space Odyssey, was he wanted to influence the way that people pronounce the year 2001. So when he released it with all of the notes or whatever, how did he do it? Did he maybe, I think the story I heard was that the title was like typed out. So what, so people were saying 2001 because he wanted to influence the pronunciation of those years going forward. And he fucking did, man. For 20 years, we were saying 2001, 2005, 2010, 2019, but now it's 2020, bro. You can't fucking... All heroes must die and all years must change their pronunciations to something that's faster, actually, and more efficient, which is what we're all about now. The country's on fire. We don't have a lot of time. You gotta say the words and fucking save a koala. Oh, man. Um, my show, I have a joke about... Thank you to everyone who came to my show in Perth, by the way. Perth is done. The city of Perth is over. If you're still there, get out. It's finished. I completed it. There's nothing else... It's it's over. There's nothing else for you guys there. The Perth Fringe was fucking great. Um, I did my show... Um, I did my added show. I added a show on Saturday at 5... And I even sold 30 tickets to that, man. I'm in a, a fucking stack of money in about a, a week and a half, I hope. Uh, maybe more, but whatever. I'm into some fucking mo- Like 10 grand I made, man. Fuck. Don't get it twisted. I'm still poor as shit. Like, I still got to pay my rent and I'm not getting another payday like that. I'll get three. Probably the other two will be smaller between like now and the end of April and then that's pretty much me for the year but like still dude to get 10 grand in your bank account is crazy is it odd that I'll say the figures I really don't I, I don't know I'm not that protective over the amounts of money that I'm you can figure it out really if you look at my room and you guess how many people I'm getting in every show figure out my ticket prices and then what percentage you lose you can probably figure out if you really want to know how much money I make and how much money people make I do it all the time I'll think about other acts like when Hannah Gatsby won uh she did that show Nanette and she won the Barry at the Melbourne Comedy Festival that year and then she sold out two extra shows at the comedy theater which is a thousand seat theater and it's like all right if her tickets were 60 bucks say maybe she loses like half of that money to ticketing fees and and the venue and all that kind of stuff maybe she loses another 10 percent to her agent it's still a thousand times 40 is forty thousand on two shows eighty thousand and forty percent of that is thirty two thousand dollars 
Imagine doing two shows and getting 32 grand. Fuck. That's why I need to write a show about my experiences as a, as a lesbian growing up in Australia, you know? Is that crook what I just said? I don't know. I don't feel comfortable using the word lesbian. Isn't that weird? Because they incontrovertibly do exist. Anyway, fucking what am I talking about? Perth was sick. I'm back here in Melbourne. Uh, it feels fucking great to be home, man. I spent... This is why I'm bad with money. I spent today... I, I caught up with some uh, with my, my main man, Philly, and um, his lovely girlfriend, Ruby, and we went for a, a nice lunch. And then I... Uh, we just went like shopping, walked around, and I spent fucking $230 on some new bedspreads from this store called Muji. Some Japanese. St- I just fuck, man. It's all about the textures in this place. Just nice linens, cotton, plain shirts, and, and you know, underwear and socks and shit. And they got a Manchester, like, you know, bedspreads and fucking whatever area. And uh, I just was, I got the cheapest one. I got a duvet cover, fitted sheet, two pillowcases, $230, motherfucker. We're not talking about any thread counts in here. Thread count is over. It's, oh, what's it called? It's cotton, it's seersucker, seersucker. Do you guys know that's what that was? Well, you can't see it, so you don't know. But look up seersucker, and that's what my fucking bedspread is now. And it's white. Fucking plain white, like just off-white, so it's like cotton, which I think is classier in a way. So um, I'm a bit terrified, to be honest, because I'm a dirty boy. Um, oh, man. I mean, my mate Todd that I was staying with in uh, in Perth the last week, I was, I, was fu- I was fucking carrying one of my mate's totes, the like branded tote that he put out when he released this book. And uh, I was using that as my bag. Like, you know, one of those tote bags you put over your shoulder, but it's got long straps. So I was wearing it as like a makeshift backpack from when May, I think. And uh, maybe even April. And I've been using it every single day. It's like gray with a bit of a print on it. And it's just been getting tattered and thrashed. And Todd was like, bro, like, here's another tote. Like, he bought me one from AS Color that's like the same exactly the same design, but she's just like, man, this thing, you're repping your boy, I get it, but this thing is thrashed. And uh, I kind of, it hit me for a second, I would like, you know, when, I don't know if everyone gets this, but I just, I leave shit too long, man. I, I just am lazy or I, I don't like spending money on things that I feel like I've already purchased. That's the thing for me. Like I'll, uh, I'll buy a pair of pants and I'm like, okay, I have a pair of pants now. And then when they break, I'm upset. I'm like, I already bought pants. Why am I buying more pants? These I've bought these. They should be my pants now. Like in my head, I just buy pants and then that's it for me. I'm like a Lego man. I just buy pants and then you just clip them on and I never need to buy them again. And that's how I felt about the bag. I had the bag since June and it's really durable, but it was just getting all manky because I'm like putting it on the floor and bars and whatever. And uh, Todd was like, dude, it's over. And I got a little bit defensive for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, man, I don't know, bro. Like, oh, fucking, this is a bag. This is a bag. Like, what do, you, what do you want me to do about it? But he's like, mate, I've bought you a new bag here. It's a the same design. It's a tote. Exactly the same, but it's white. And 
and it looks sick. It's classy. And the good thing about it being white means that it'll be it'll show up quicker when it's dirty, so it won't be allowed to get manky because it'll just look bad and I'll have to get a new one. Bad thing about that, though, and here's where I come into conflict with this ideology, is that you have to replace it sooner, right? It's wasteful. I don't know. It's like aesthetics or Todd was saying, you're better than that, man. You're better than that. Come on. You're better than that bag. You don't need a dirty bag. You're fucking, you're a good dude. You're a nice person and you need a nice bag to reflect that. The bag really is the window on the soul in many ways. And, and I think my new bag really reflects that in that I am white. <laughs> And my bag really reflects my racial allegiances or my love of cowardice. One of those two things. So, uh, yeah, I got this fucking seersucker bedspread and it's white, just off-white. And I'm scared because I know what I'm like. I know I have a tendency to let it ride for too long with, like, not washing shit. But when I was at the store, Phil was, I was buying it. Phil was like, man, you're going to need to wash that every fortnight. Once a fortnight, be vigilant or it's going to get yellow and sweaty. And I'm like, bro, I wanted to be like, I know. But actually, I was like, you know what? I didn't know that, actually. I <laughs> I know you got to wash them, but it was good to have someone put down that figure at the start once a fortnight. Because I reckon now that I know that, that'll be a nice little thing for me to take pride in. I've been making my bed every day for a year, maybe. And I feel good about that. I think I'm ready to step it up to the next level. And for me, that next level is a seersucker bedspread that I spent $230 on from some Japanese store full of textures. So that's what I'm doing. I feel like I'm... I've, every time I come home, man, I'm like leveling up a bit. Every time I get back to Melbourne, I'm like, I'm going to buy a few more nice things. Make my place a bit better. My garden is, uh, it's been watered. Uh, I, I would like to put out a big thank you to Blake and Liz for watering the garden. But it has been overrun by a few weeds and that. So I've got to get out there tomorrow, sort that out. I also bought the wrong size pillowcases for my bedspread. So I'm going to buy it. They're too big. I don't know why I thought, oh yeah, I'm, I've got a double bed. So it's a smaller one. I'll get all the double bed stuff. But then for some reason I was like, I've probably got big pillows. Like I got the biggest size pillow because as soon as someone's not telling me what ones I have, like I know my bed's a double size, I get the double size shit. But as soon as I am free to make my own decision, I'm like, I probably have the best pillows though. <laughs> In full knowledge of the fact that I've been poor until 10 minutes ago, but I still bought the biggest pillowcases. Like if I just thought critically for a second, I would have been able to figure out that I don't have the big pillows. I've got the little ones because I'm a boy. Anyway... I got to, so this is my day tomorrow. I've got to take back those pillowcases. I've got to go back to Muji. I'm, I'm going back. I'm not going to settle for just folding the pillowcases over for the like 30 centimeters that's too big for my pillows. No. I'm going to go back to Muji with my receipt and I'm going to say, excuse me, I'm dumb and I bought the wrong ones. And if they say, look, man, that's what it is. I'm going to go, well, I need to buy the smaller ones. I've got to put that money out because I've paid money to have a nice bed and I'm not going to... I, just, I will not settle for second best anymore. I refuse. I am better than that. Thank you, Todd, for teaching me this in bag form. And the, the philosophy that this bag brings is going to spread into the rest of my life. I am better than folding my pillowcases over because they're too big. I'm just going to get the right size pillowcases. How about that? Because I deserve that. 
because I made $10,000 in the motherfucking Perth fringe. Fuck you. <laughs> Suddenly it gets aggressive. This is the danger with me feeling self-assured and confident is it, it, it strays into aggression and then suddenly I'm, I'm putting people down, dragging down others around me to make myself feel tall. <sighs> it was my birthday last week. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> That's a song that I sing to myself every day. It was real nice uh, hanging out with Todd and Talisa the day before my birthday. I mean, I was talking about that last week. Just a delight. I did want to talk about this, though. Uh, do I want to talk about that? Nah, not really, actually. I was going to talk about how I was kind of stressing because a lady felt like she was ghosting me and go into some details about how I'm self-conscious and how I, I, I put too much emotion into fleeting encounters with women romantically but you know what i don't feel like i need to talk about that because i feel like i just summarized it in about 20 seconds and any more would be you know almost i don't need i don't need to talk about it i've solved it i've solved all my problems i was just a little bummed because i was i i i had met this lady and i thought it was going to be really nice we we're going to have a nice few days and then as it happened she wasn't ready to put some motion into this thing with me for a few days. I mean, it's the same fucking story as always, right? I'm in another city. I meet someone. I want to play boyfriend, girlfriend, and 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 they've got other shit on their mind and they just can't do that with me, you know? Maybe it would be a cool idea for me to find someone to do that with for real in the city that I live in. How about that? And on that note, I've been booking tours away from Melbourne again for the next six months. <sighs> yep. I'm going to um, I'm going to Asia in June. I'm doing another little couple of weeks in Asia. I'm going to do Darwin, put some time in at the Darwin Fringe. Uh, I'm doing Sydney again. It's going to be another big year, but I will be in Melbourne sporadically. So hopefully that is enough to. I don't fucking know, mate. I don't know what I want. Tinder was so much better in Perth. Tinder goes off in Perth. Tinder goes off. In Adelaide, Tinder goes off everywhere except Melbourne, as far as I can tell. As soon as I get back to Melbourne, people go, this is where you live? Nah. <laughs> Maybe if you were just floating through and and we could have a, a kind of romantic tryst for a few days and then you could put too much emotion into it and, and, uh, and then I could back off because I'm not ready to invest in someone who's not staying in my city. Yeah, maybe then I would match with you, but right now, not picking up the vibe. I don't know why I'm talking about this, actually. I'm not really that upset about it at all. I've had a great week. I've had a really nice week. I've been hanging out with some great people. I've had great shows, but I'm still just... I think that... Let me just pause for a second. I think that is the main thing in my life that I, if I could change anything, I would change the fact that I'm not in a romantic relationship. That's a big thing to admit, isn't it? 
That's, that's probably the only thing that I would change, actually. Everything else, I'm very, very happy with. I've got good friends. I got uh, my career it seems to be going well. It's fulfilling. It makes me happy. I have a nice house. I've got a $230 seersucker bedspread yet to be witnessed by a member of the opposite sex, but nevertheless, it's still there. If a single man has a $230 seersucker bedspread and he's not having any women around his house to see it, does it still exist? <laughs> and the answer is yes, if he talks about it on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if he broadcasts it to 54 people on a Monday night in, in East Brunswick, then yes, he does indeed have that item. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe this is just a long, drawn-out, like, you know, look, girls, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to commit. Look what I bought for myself. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. Anyway, yeah, fuck. <sighs> this is what I chose to do instead of playing piano tonight. I chose to record my podcast. And I didn't realize how much I was just, uh, how much I was, I was going to open up a jar of emotional issues today. I got back from doing a gig tonight. I did the Oxford Scholar with the great, legendary, Luca Muller! Um, fuck, I heard that one too loud. That waveform looks pretty hectic. Uh, did the Oxford Scholar. Had a f This is what I've done tonight, actually. And what I did. I've done it twice this week. Oh, my God. I just realized. Okay. What I did both on the day of my birthday and today was Phoebe be feeling like... Phoebe, 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 I was feeling like just not, I was feeling kind of hungry today, I guess. On my birthday, I think I did it because I was sad because of that girl situation. But today, I just did it because I was hungry, ordered a massive burger, ate it, and it just was the worst thing that I could have possibly eaten in that moment. It's just full of fat, trans fats, I guess. I don't know what kind of fats they were. Just all the fucking wrong shit. Meat, cheese, fucking heaps of cheese. Creamy, saucy fucking gloop and bread. Sweet, you know, sourdough bread full of sugar and salt and and the jizz of a thousand bakers. And I fucking just rammed it down my hatch. And now I just feel like a piece of shit. I did the gig. I kind of bombed tonight. I definitely feel like I bombed at, at Oxford Scholar. A month of amazing gigs, 18 solo shows, very well attended, every single one, has really given me a false idea of just how good at comedy I am. And uh, festivals will fucking do that, man, especially a nice festival like Perth Fringe where everyone's just stoked that you can do comedy um, and that you've come to the other side of the fucking country, just, you know, whatever. I've just had great gigs the whole time and uh, and then coming back to Melbourne and doing that open mic and doing a story that I just did fucking seven minutes straight out of the middle of my show, barely set it up, and I was like, I'll get into the rhythm of my shit. And they didn't. It was very arrogant of me to just stand in front of this room full of people and be like, yeah, they'll get... It's like, no, man, you got to fucking come with some sort of... 
I just started telling a story from the middle of my show. Like, you know, maybe I'll be able to get a read on on um, the jokes in the story without thinking like, well, I haven't had half an hour of build-up to this story, so they're not letting me talk in a slow, steady fucking, oh, what's the word? Like a raconteur rhythm, you know? God, I hated my set. As soon as I went up there in my head, I was like, you're bombing and you're not doing anything about it because you are a pathetic coward. You're just going to do this set and walk off and try and make yourself okay with it. Like, oh, I was just telling a story. Fuck off. Ugh. God, I bombed. Um, and I, yeah. I, maybe I'd put it. Luca was giving me all excuses. Don't worry, man. It's because seven other people went up before you and were shit. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was shit too. Um, or maybe it was that burger that I ate. That's what I was saying in my head. Maybe it was that big fatty burger made you all slow. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't eat the burger. Why did I do that to myself? Why did I... I didn't eat a burger. I wasn't that hungry. I had a beautiful fucking lunch. Breakfast lunch with my mates. And then I, I went out and I ruined it by eating that dirty, fat, stupid, cheesy burger, you fucking idiot! I guess there's always a lot of emotions when I come back to Melbourne, isn't it? I've been... It does take quite a lot of energy to be away from home and be living in other people's places on other someone else's turf, you know? Maybe this is all stuff that I've had pent up for the last three and a half weeks, travelling, that I've, I've been, like, putting on my game face every day to do my show... There is an extra element of pressure... When I've sold the tickets, it's my show. People are coming for me, and it's like this is my this is my job doing these shows. This is where I make my money. This is where my bread is buttered. So I can't really afford to have a fucking hissy fit on stage. You know, be sad or try a new thing out because it's like no, they've paid my money to see the show, and I got to give them the show. And um, maybe what's happening right now with me giving out all of this fucking weird disjointed emotions and and random stories is that I'm just fucking winding down of that month of trying to keep up appearances. Is it? Well, maybe I just don't have a lot to talk about this week. I thought I had fucking heaps to talk about. I started this podcast today thinking, you know what? This is going to be a breeze, man. Heaps has happened. I'm in a great mood. And I'm just going to free fucking wheel it. But maybe not. Maybe I'm not in such a good mood. This is why I really value doing this and uh, I really appreciate everyone here listening in this week and, and just being here and present with me on my journey through my emotional problems. Thanks to everyone who signed up to my mailing list, by the way. I really appreciate if you're listening to this off of the mailing list. Fucking welcome to the podcast. I told you it's just because I can't afford a therapist. I wish that were true. Actually, I can afford a therapist. I just made $10,000, but I prefer doing this to getting a therapist because this is at least like a tie in with my career. (laughs) It's like I could go to a therapist and try and solve my problems, or I could rehash exactly the same ones every week forever for fucking content. Couldn't I? So what am I going to do this week? Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go trade that shit in. I'm going to go get a, uh, a whippersnipper, which I just found out is called a line trimmer. 
Oh, you know when you like you have a word for something, and you're like, I bet that's not the actual word for that thing. I bet there's a proper word for it, but you never like whippersnipper is just so it's not onomatopoeic, but it's whatever the meaningful like onomatopoeia is when it sounds like the word like woof. What's that? But like whippersnipper, those two words don't mean anything really. Snip and whip. And I guess er and er, like the it's the thing that does that. It whips and it snips, but that doesn't really say anything about it cutting grass or trimming vegetation, you know. But the whippersnipper is the perfect word for what that item is. If you don't live in Australia and you don't know what a whippersnipper is, look up line trimmer. I've never heard anyone even refer to one actually outside of my childhood. My dad, dad, fucking have one, and uh, and used to cut the grass with it around, you know, trim the edges of the lawn with it. I've never heard it be referred to as anything else other than a whippersnipper. And then today I was like, I need to get one of those cunts because I've got to cut my grass because my grass is a little bit long outside. And uh, I looked up whippersnipper and it said, did you mean line trimmer? And I was like, don't you take another part of my childhood, Google. You've taken so much already. You will not have this. It is a whippersnipper. And I would like all further searches rectified to that effect. I'm actually not going to buy a whippersnipper. I'm going to buy scissors. Whippersnippers are like 50 bucks. You know what I mean? Inefficient. I don't need to use the power. I'm just going to buy lawn scissors. And I'm going to be one of those fucking old cunts. It's like on my hands and knees in the lawn, cutting fucking lawn to a length. I can't wait. So I'm going to cut my lawn. The weeds have grown up a bit. I've pulled out a bunch of them already. I'm going to pull out more. I'm going to buy more lawn seeds because the square that I actually want to grow hasn't grown yet. So I'm just going to fucking buy some more seeds, get that going and uh, like rake it and plant it and start watering. And then I'm going to get back to watering the shit every day, which is what needs to be done. And, um, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks, my garden will be looking good. The tomatoes have grown. I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy the outdoor furniture to put out there. I'm thinking about buying a pool table, man. That's where I'm at financially. I've made $10,000 at a comedy festival. <laughs> I think I want to buy a pool table. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm almost 30. I have a double garage in my house. Let me buy a fucking pool table and then when people come around, we can play pool. I can beat them at pool. I'm going to beat every single friend of mine at pool. That's who I am now. The guy who people are scared to come around his house because they're like, fucking Taco invited me around his house again. He wants to beat me at pool. He must be feeling sad. Doesn't have enough money for a chicken burger, so he wants to beat his mates at pool. <laughs> I challenge fucking any cunt though, honestly. Anyone who, let's put a standing bet out. That's a good fuck. <laughs> Anyone listening to this podcast, if you are ever in, I'll fucking let you know if I buy a pool table. I'm, I'm really, when Blake and Liz get back next week, I'm going to fucking put it to them. And if there's no, if, if they're down, if they're down, I'm buying that pool table. I reckon a grand. Chuck it down on a pool table, get it in the house. And if that happens... I reckon standing bet, 20 bucks for anyone who can come round to my house and beat me in best of five at pool. I fucking challenge any of you dogs. I reckon I'd, I reckon I'd stand up to the test. I know Zach Dyer fancies himself. 
the fucking handsome bogan whatever the fuck stupid ass name his show is this year with his fucking amazing 10 pack rig and his horseshoe beard mustache whatever I know Zach Dyer fancies him. I beat Zach Dyer. I, Zach Dyer, I fucking beat you at pool at the Rochi a year and a half ago. I remember I fucking beat you at pool. And I don't I can't think of anyone. Phil Phil would probably Phil would probably fancy himself at pool against me. I reckon I'd have him in five games. I reckon I would. Anyone else? Any other cunt listening to this? Any of you 54, if you don't live in Melbourne, make your way over to Melbourne, man. Next time you're in Melbourne, hit me up. And if I've got a pool table, even if I don't have a pool table, I'll still fucking play you at pool, man. Let's go down the pub and I'll fucking staunch you in five games at pool. 20 bucks. Put it on the table. And if you lose, you got to pay me 20 bucks. (laughs) I bet there's one person who listens to it. No, I don't think my listenership is big enough. That's the beauty of having a fucking small listenership is that you can throw out challenges like this. And if it's a specialized field that you like, if I'm good at that thing, what's the chance in 54 people that one of you is going to be like great at pool? It's not high. So, mm. oh, daddy, daddy, daddy. I'm almost done here. This has been a lot harder than what I thought it would be this week, actually. Uh, I'm going to throw a song on now called Know What I Mean by these English guys, The Manor. It's some real fucking Cockney shit. I like it a lot. It's got a kind of um, like a garagey vibe to it. Uh, these boys are talking. They're talking like this, mate. They're talking like they're from East London. Do you know what I mean? We're going to do this one way, yo, in the morning time. Yeah. It's going to be a good song. I reckon it'll be coming in right now. And as it comes in, I want to sign up for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Thank you to everyone who came through in Perth. Anyone who's uh, in Adelaide, if you want to buy tickets, I'm begging you. Because this 10 grand will fucking dry up fast. You know what I mean, bruv? It's at that point you've got to switch up. Maybe give them a different language or something. What do you reckon? Yeah? Yo. Once we drop to the next one, come Drop one more, cause the set not done London, see me ball and bread and butter Mind what you're calling dead Shout out to me black skin heads White boy dreads and me Asian threads Hold up, let me shout out to the girls Air done well with the tints and kill well well Straight back to the junction Big boy rave with the chaps in amongst them He's mate Dave got slapped with a truncheon We're sweet with the birds on beat Words are cheap, don't ask for a drink Girl, I'm on my ass, go car for the link Wink wink, one foot on me mind Bottle of wine and back to mine J'ai pas la tête à ça, j'ai plus la tête à rien Mon problème c'est moi et je n'y peux rien Je n'ai pas besoin de mettre car au fond tout va bien J'ai mes propres remèdes et ça me convient Said I wanna do this one way, yo, we walk in mine Little salt sitting in the Monday, yo, in the morning time Yeah, I wanna do this one way, yo, we walk in mine Little salt sitting in the Monday, yo, in the morning time Anyone wanna know why? We never had a motive, Rachel playing them sounds of the soulless rule out bars Your stuff with the coldest, where you been? We've been right here, pull up a chair, let me explain Life goes by and the years might change But just like Corey, we stay the same And we said don't count for a reason Then couple men started believing If you took that phrase and it changed your ways To the plate they went us lot of eating Or vibing, or raving We're all out cause we're all gonna make it Don't question the men that debate it Let them have their chance, don't waste it, muppets J'ai pas la tête à ça, j'ai plus la tête à rien
working mind Little thoughts sitting in the mind day, yo, in the morning time Yeah, I wanna do this one way, yo, we walking mind Little thoughts sitting in the mind day, yo, in the morning time J'ai pas la tête à ça, j'ai plus la tête à rien Mon problème c'est moi et je n'y peux rien Je n'ai pas besoin de mettre car au fond tout va bien Yeah? Yeah, I get you, bruv. I know what you mean. I reckon we should start walking French. <laughs> <laughs>